Catch you on the rebound. We back in the building. I got two very special guests today. My former teammate, um, Houston native, state champion. Shout out to North Shore, yeah. uh, AAC regular season and tournament champion. Hurricane Harvey, philanthropist, <laughs> mental health advocate. What hey, else, man. man? Hey, you can add all of them to the book, man. Yes, <laughs> and we also have Hannah Bot from Nami. Um, okay. Tell us what NAMI means, because I don't want to butcher it. That's okay. So NAMI is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. We're okay. a nonprofit organization right. dedicated to mental health. Nice. Nice. And obviously, like, this show is focused around mental health. Um, I'm a big mental health advocate just because uh, some of the things that I dealt with um, while I was at SMU. Yeah. I don't know if you knew it or not, but... Me and two of your other teammates, I won't, I won't say their names because I don't know. Right. But uh, we spoke to therapists. Right. Uh, we spoke to therapists the whole year. Man, that's crazy because I, I would have never even noticed. Yeah. But the crazy thing is, while I was at school my senior year, I talked to a therapist too. Okay. So, okay. Uh, I yeah. mean, it, if you need it, yeah, you need it. So, yeah. yeah. Did it help? It helped a lot, man. I think that was the one thing that I was scared to do. Okay. Uh, to face against myself and tell myself that's what I needed right. with somebody to specifically to talk to about the things that I didn't want to talk to anybody else about. It's confidential and it made me feel at home and uh, it made me believe in the words that I actually wanted to say. You know, I felt comfortable and actually wanted to uh, be true with myself and be true with my therapist. So that helped relieve a lot of stress. Not all of it, but okay. uh, it helped take some of the, uh, the weight off me. Nice. Mm-hmm. Anna? I went to therapy too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tons. Right. Yeah, no, I did. I mean, that's, you know, that's how I got involved with NAMI is because I wanted to volunteer because, you know, mental health is so important to me and the journey that I've taken throughout my life. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, college is, I mean, that was a hard time. I mean, okay. coming out of transitioning from high school. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, therapy is definitely number one, still is. Okay. Yeah. What school did you go to? Uh, UNT. Yeah. Mean uh, green. Mean green. Green. Nice, nice. Uh, well, first of all, like I just want to like applaud y'all and uh, thank y'all for just coming out here and like, just being vulnerable and just sharing y'all's story. I appreciate it. Dre, so like obviously I brought you on here because you'll have a different perspective than, than, we, than we do. Um, we're both athletes and um, I, I believe like some, some of my struggles were related to sports, and then some of them were kind of like some stuff on off the court. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what it was for you, right but I know the chores is, like, completely different. So just, like, feel free to, like, chime in at, at any time. Sure. Like if you feel like there's something on your heart that you want to say, just, like, just say it. Because, cool. like, the floor is open for, right like, on. both of you guys. Perfect. Um, the moment I, I started to uh, speak with a therapist was, what was it, 2012. I lost my father. Um, I was like, I don't know what it's it's like um, for you, but uh, like being African American, um, there's a negative stigma on therapy, and like speaking to someone like about your problems, it's like you consider like crazy or something like that. (laughs) So I was like very hesitant about it, and you know, just when I just you know decided to just give in one day and say, you know what, like all right, like let's try it. Right. And uh, it helped. I was always, like, a very, like, closed-off person. Mm-hmm. Uh, e- like, even when I was at SMU, bro, right. like, I kind of felt like, you know, like, all right, I'm a senior. Yeah. Like, I don't want any of the other guys on the team to feel like I'm, like, struggling. Exactly. And, and like that, like. Trying to hold that stature, like. But I was. Bro. Yeah. But it is, it's hard because like, you're holding that stature. But in, in the meantime, yeah. when, you, when you're trying to be by yourself and talk to yourself, you're not being as honest with yourself. You know what I'm saying? You're kind of living two separate lives, and that's probably uh, one of the things that we had in common yep. is this, uh, you're putting on a facade every day yep. uh, when you go in front of people, yep. and that can kind of block what your what your true feelings are. So And it did. Yeah. And it did. Hannah, mm-hmm. what were days like for you at North Texas? Well, I mean, be, you know, mine started when I was really young. Okay. I, mean, I started experiencing symptoms as young as fourth grade wow. and um, really struggled through middle school and high school. And okay. so college was just another part of my journey. But, okay. you know, wow. I had a traumatic event happen. So it was really tough. I mean, there were times where, um, I mean, I didn't want to live and, mm. and really seriously considered that really? as an option. Um, it wasn't easy. But... Wow. 
you know, I got through that. And, you know, you were saying earlier about culturally. Okay. Well, in my culture, my mom's Colombian, and, yeah. you know, we don't talk about it. And mm. we don't talk about it. Um, if you do, it's kind of like, you know, you call, you know, Tia Maruja, she gives you some lavender, slap this on it, you're good to go. <laughs> really? You know? some, some remedies? Yeah, just some herbal so. remedies will be just fine. Yeah. Um, and so and, and do, that doesn't always help when you are really in the depths of it and you need maybe a little bit more than that. So. Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, I believe it was uh, it was six of us that mm-hmm. would meet. We would meet every Wednesday. Right. And we just all talked about, like, whatever bothering us yeah like in depth like mm-hmm. no like holding nothing back like whatever it was whether it was family like drugs like mm-hmm. just any kind of addictions you can be addicted to anything right? you can be that. addicted to like negative thoughts right um i like i had this thing and i like i still battle with it like today like mm-hmm. i could be having the best day uh-huh. like and i just start thinking negative thoughts like for no reason right, right, right. you know what i mean no. like mm-hmm. for no reason at all and like i was just like why? Like, why is this happening? Like, exactly. And then I, I also asked myself, like, does it happen to anybody else? Right. And then, like, when I fi- found out, like, that it does, like, mm-hmm. I didn't feel as bad. Right, you right. know what I mean? And I wanted to just, like, surround myself with people that was just, like, vulnerable enough mm-hmm. to just talk about that. Right, you know right. what I mean? And yeah. not just, like you say, like, put on that facade. Mm-hmm. Like, Now, I have a question for you because you see, said you, you did a group uh, therapy session. Yeah. Uh, have you ever done a single therapy session with just yeah. one you know? One? Do you know Jan? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I did. Okay, I, okay. I had one with Jan uh-huh. um, at Tech. Her name was Sheila. Right, right, right. Yeah. So what 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 would you say was the major difference between a group um, a group mm-hmm. setting versus a a one on one session? I feel like the the group setting just just to hear other people's stories, bro. Mm-hmm. Like not not like. Everybody's story like holds weight. And right. It all like means something. Nobody's story is like means more mm-hmm. than anybody else. Right. But to just hear some other people's yeah. story was just like ah. I think you that, know what I mean? It, like it definitely puts you in a place where it's like, okay, maybe not necessarily watering down what you're yeah. going through. Yeah. But it helps you like put you in a place where uh maybe right now in this moment I'm not doing just as bad as somebody else. Yeah. You know? Perspective. Uh, Exactly. Yeah. Perspective. perspective. Exactly. So it kind of just changes your your perspective on other people, okay. on yourself, and uh, just gives you that that peace of mind that uh, number one, things are going to be okay. Yeah. But there's somebody out there probably that's uh, going through tougher times than you are. True. And that and this is what I took control of, and that helped me a lot with going through therapy. Okay. I actually did do a therapy session with, with two other guys. Okay. And I kind of heard some of the things that they were going through. And I took that, you know, t- into a positive. I turned that into a positive, yeah. where the small amount of energy that I had, you know what I'm saying, outside of the, the hard times that I was going through, yeah. I kind of put it towards thinking about them and thinking about what they were going through, praying nice. for them, and um, doing the – the small things for them, like just checking on them. How's your day? True. Um, do you need anything if they're sick or just whatever it was? I just tried to use that small amount of positive energy that I had on somebody else. And I think that reciprocated and came back to me True. and kind of helped me um, smile a little bit more yeah. and uh, be, be confident in what I was doing. So That's yeah. that empathy mm-hmm. vibe. You know, that's what yeah. is so important about connecting with others, especially when you're in your own struggles. Right. I mean, yeah. I can tell you when I started at NAMI, because I started okay. as a volunteer, mm-hmm. I was not really in a great place, but because yeah. I was putting my energy into helping others yeah. um, share their story as I was going through it at the same time, okay. it was so healing. Right. So. Yeah. That's really what led me there. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just, I just looked up NAMI, or, and I just went there and met, and met Hannah. That's and cool. I, I, I volunteered once at, where are we, Green Hill? Yeah, you've We did you've the uh, Ending in the Silence. Yeah, you came, okay. and uh, you've been involved. Yeah, yeah you I tried. He, I tried. He yeah. checks up and makes sure you know, anything going on, if it fits mm-hmm. in his yeah. schedule. So I love it. I yeah. love it. Um, I'm going to jump in there when I can. Cause oh, man, you got to yeah, come, sure. bro. You got to come. Um, I'm, so I'm trying to do this thing with Parkland where mm-hmm. I go to the jail mm-hmm. and uh, kind of, like, observe right. how the therapists and the psychologists deal with the inmates. Because mm-hmm. I figure, like, that's a whole different yeah. type of uh, mental battle. Mm-hmm. But, like... Uh, a lot of people that, you know, are even in my family or that I just grew up around, mm-hmm. like, have been to prison and 
something happens when you go in there. No, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, something happens mm-hmm. to your mind and, like, like you said, like, it's uh, the biggest facade of, like, oh, I'm a man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, come on. I don't like, think you can take it on. You, you know you're dealing with something. Exactly. Like, you just don't want to say it, though, because yeah. it's going to, that. To is, get you to that point, uh, too. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Yeah. But to get you to that point, you have to be struggling. I mean, you're probably more than likely struggling anyway. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then to get there into a traumatic environment that's new, mm-hmm. I can't imagine. Right. That's yeah. crazy. That That's great that you're doing that, though. Yeah. I uh, I mean, yeah. I've seen, <laughs> I seen a lot of people go to prison. Yeah. yeah. So, um. All right, let's talk about Harvey, man. So you're yeah. from Houston. Uh, were you affected? Were anybody in your family that you know affected by Harvey? Uh, I had some friends that were affected by Harvey. Okay, uh, but my immediate family uh, wasn't wasn't affected as bad. Okay, uh, but some people on my street, my neighbors, uh, okay. got hit with some with some things with some water. Okay, uh, but Harvey was hard for me mm-hmm. because I was at school when it happened. Okay, I was in my sophomore, my junior year, going into my junior year, yeah. and Hurricanes have a bad place in my heart because when I was in around sixth, seventh grade, okay. uh, Hurricane Ike came to Houston and totally washed our house away. Wow. Roof caved in, tree hit the house, everything wow. water in the house. Okay. And I can remember just the, the panic within the house yeah. of just like making sure that we just try to stay safe. That yeah. was the number one thing, just stay safe. Everybody group around each other, and I just felt that family love. And once the hurricane passed, you just saw all the destruction. Yeah. And <laughs> the amount of times I've had to split up from my family mm. just off of situations like that. Okay. Like, I had to go live with a friend for three months. Really? Um, every, my brothers and sisters had to go live with their friends. And my mom, we just had to figure out a, made it, a way to make it all work. And uh, I think that split up my family. Okay. And that's why I love my family so much. Yeah. And that's why I tie, tie all this into mental health because okay. because when you're around your family for so much and then you get split away from them, yeah. I think that does something in relationships. It does. And I can definitely see that within my family, which we have a great relationship, but uh, I know that we can be stronger and be closer yeah. to each other. But I just feel like the circumstances that were thrown our way, yeah. just like anything else in life, when things are thrown your way, yeah. it's just all about how how it plays out. And I think the the hurricane really just devastated our family more than what I thought, and yeah. now that I'm older, I can I can look back and uh, see what it did. But mm. Hurricane Harvey was just like that, that, you know. I, I never knew that. Yeah, I, I've never even told that story. Like people don't even I, know that I had to be shut up for my family, and this is a great great way to say it. But um, but Hurricane Harvey was just like that. Just seeing the city, I mean, Houston has my heart, and just seeing the city underwater. And seeing um, all the things that everybody did for each other, yeah. that's what gave me they peace. They came together. They came together, they really man, came together. Like, like no other. So yeah. that gave me peace while I was up here in Dallas. And I just wanted to make sure as a Houstonian that I did everything possible to um, to help and uh, just, just to give back and make things easier while I was away. So, yeah. How you doing it, man? Like, yeah. You're doing it every day, like being here, just speaking. Like, oh, for sure. I appreciate you, that. You're doing it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Amazing. Hannah. Yeah. Um, have you ever had anything similar to that happen? Uh, I don't, I, I believe we talked about kind of like where your mental health yeah. stuff started. And I'm not sure if you want to go there or if hey, not. I'm, I'm but an open book, you know. You, yeah, the I'm, floor is open for you. You know that I can talk. Go. Oh, like, <laughs> a lot. Feel, like feel free. Like, uh, I think, I just think that, uh, like for sure there's like a woman or a girl, you know, that's like dealing with something similar. That, like, if she heard it from someone else, like, she would feel, like, more open to, like, talking about it, dealing with it, facing it. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, two things really led to, um, you know, I I mean, there's obviously a genetic component in my family. But Mm -hmm. two things really led to, like, just my heightened sense of of trauma and, like, what kind of, you know, has led me there. But um, when I was really young, I was really I was bullied a lot for the color of my skin. I lived in a small town in Texas, and um, getting called all sorts of names, and that was really hard. Yeah. I just didn't like the way that I looked, and okay. you know you can't scrub your skin off. You try, <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you want it, um, but it doesn't work, and you have to learn to love yourself beyond that. That was yes. a really hard lesson. Yes. Um, and then when I was, you know, my first year of college, when I went home, um, I you know I was sexually assaulted, and mm. 
that was really hard. And um, I think the thing that made it worse, you know, whenever something like that happens, you go to the hospital for um, essentially what they call a rape kit. And okay. you are, you know, physically checked and then you speak to a police officer. Okay. And um, I had been drinking the night before okay. and that's, you know, that's what happened. And, mm-hmm. and the police officer looked at me and said, well, you shouldn't have been drinking. And in those moments I knew or I felt I knew that it was my fault and that that was it. And um, I didn't talk about it again. I mean, I, I definitely went through my traumas. That one of the things that led me to wanting to, to end my life was, was all of that shame and guilt mm-hmm. and, man, I shouldn't have been drinking. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so those two things have kind of shaped me and you know I always say whether that be good or bad is yet to right. be determined but <laughs> yeah. I'm in a really great place where I can share my story um, and I do see benefit in that and so yeah it's a lot of strength on the other side just like one thing that I do now mm-hmm. uh, so I, I didn't learn how to swim until I was 26 right. I was always afraid of water uh-huh. it's like it seems so small but like <laughs> I just I couldn't swim right like, and I found I finally learned how to the SMU swim coach taught me how to swim really he taught me how to swim in two weeks <laughs> um and bro, when I found out how to swim, like the fear mm-hmm. that I had when it wasn't there anymore, mm-hmm. anything that I feared, like I just did it. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Even this, like yeah. I was afraid. Like yeah. I just but now if I fear something, I just do it. And then afterwards I'm like, okay. It wasn't that bad. Right. And like there's really nothing to fear about exactly. like anything at all. Yep. Um you got so you got this quote on your page and it says Remember the best times when you're at your worst. At your, when you're at your worst. Yeah. Where yeah. did that come from? Man, I've had, this, I think it tied into basketball. Okay. But it really, really hit me when I had my second ACL surgery Okay. in January of 2018. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was playing really good basketball and before that, and all of a sudden an injury happens. Okay. And it was probably the worst time of my life. I mean, Getting prescribed hydrocodone, taking two every four hours, like feeling like a zombie what? for two weeks. It's yeah. those were my worst times. Yeah. While trying to get to school, while trying to do my rehab, while not playing basketball, mm. while trying to keep a social life, yeah. while keep trying to keep my head on straight. Yeah. That was probably the worst time of my life. But okay. the only thing that that kept me sane and kept me um, molded together was watching my highlights. Okay. And it's not anything to make myself uh, brag on myself or anything, yeah. but I literally look back to my highlights in high school. Okay. When I said, before I won a state championship, I said, I want to win a state championship. Wow. And I did it. Yeah. And then I said, I want to go to college. Like, yeah. I look back on all the, the good times that I had and winning MVP and all those different things. And that's what kept me, yeah. you know what I'm saying, in the right place. So that's why I say, remember your best times at your worst because those are the things that are going to refill you to believe that. Even when things are bad, yeah. there's good in it, and there's there's light at the end of the tunnel. So, mm. I don't know. I just believe that that that's a um, that's a strong part of me, and um, it's all about like we said, perspective and what you're thinking about at that moment. Yeah. And it's very it's very hard to switch it from a negative to the positive. Uh, but once you do, and you kind of just get a snowball effect, um, it puts yourself in a, in a better situation. So. I love that idea of looking back mm-hmm. at your life. Mm-hmm. to, re, you know, to, to motivate you to, yeah. I mean, you've been there once, you know, you can go back and do it again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's, I think that's the benefit. You know, I love, I love social media for that type mm-hmm. of stuff okay. where yeah. it is like the highlight reel. Sure. But memories, but memories I mean, yeah. yeah, I like pictures. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> representation. Right. That's cool. Do you, so do you guys keep journals? Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. How long? How long I've had mine probably. My sister got it for me for Christmas. Okay. It was just a red journal. Yeah. Like our Christmas is just very, we give each other just like small things that okay. mean something. That Meaningful means a lot. Stuff. Meaningful stuff. So she just yeah. gave me a journal, wrote her words in the back, mm. said something like, she, like, I'll need this at the right time. And I remember like two months after that, I didn't even, it was just sitting there. Yep. And then I had, uh, and that's when I, that's, that's when I got surgery and everything. And I was like, this is here for a reason. Let me just start writing down my daily schedule. And then it turned into writing down whatever came to my head and it traveled with me everywhere I went. I had that and my Bible together. So that, that was my core right there. Yeah. 
I, you know, writing and I have, I, I'm, I love writing. I mean, yeah. that is a part of like who I am at my core, but it's also, it can be really challenging for me okay. as far as I have so many thoughts I want to get down on paper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, writing is, I mean, I definitely consider myself a writer. Okay. Um, so keeping a journal actually, it, and it's funny, it's like, you wouldn't expect that to be a hard thing for a writer. Mm -hmm. yeah. It is because I've had writer's block for a really long time. Sure. Um, but I have, you know, blog, I have a blog that it's private. Okay. No one has. So I, I write okay. on there right. and then, um, you know, I put a lot of my thoughts on social media and that is kind of, that's why I use it as like a, a memory thing because, you know, one of my girlfriends said, I don't read your Instagram because it's not supposed to be for words. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I like, I'm just, that's just where I wanted my inspiration to go today. Exactly. <laughs> so, I understand yeah. that. I, I've that's had mine. It's like high school. Oh, word. And I used to just like doodle. I used to like rap, like write raps. Mm -hmm. Never took notes. Um, sometimes. Right, sometimes right. I took notes. Um, but like you said, like being able to put my thoughts on paper. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I just record audio. Sometimes yep. I record video. Right. And like y'all say, when I look back, like, the things that I overcame, like, back then were mm -hmm. so much, not, like, harder, like, because every every challenge is different. But, mm -hmm. like, to overcome those things and to see that I did it gave me confidence exactly. in, like, the thing that I, like, face today. I know. That's the beautiful thing, man. You yeah. got to love growth. I think yeah. that's the number one thing, and that's a great thing within mental health. I mean, mental health yeah. is just understanding your growth. It may not be... It may not be a whole bunch at once. Yeah. It may just be one percentage. I always say, just put a penny in a jar today. You know, mm. uh, just put a penny in a jar, and yeah. you're gonna see eventually it as you just keep adding pennies and just keep getting better and better slowly. Yeah. Uh, you'll look back one day and you'll be like, "Oh wow, there's a hundred pennies in there." It's full. I put in a hundred days of work, so yeah. that just continues to give you confidence down the road to get two hundred, three hundred, four hundred. So, I like yeah. yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. I, is, I will uh, say that I have like a stack of diaries from yes when I was a girl and okay. you know, all the way up. I mean, I even have some from yeah. college, so I still have all of those memories. You but still read them? Yeah, that's. I good. have gone back and read them. Yeah. I don't know if they're that helpful, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but sometimes it does give you perspective. Um, and I have an online diary. I mean, you got to understand. I'm what, like rolled. Um, so back <laughs> when I started on my little PC. Um, yeah. They had just had opened up freeopendiary.com. Yeah. I still have those from oh. like 2002. Oh, wow. So it's crazy to read those. It is crazy yeah. to read those. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I don't know. My diary? What is that? My, it was used to be called freeopendiary.com. And now yeah. I think it's like opendiary.com. Okay. And they archived everyone's from like back in the day. In the day. And yeah. so I have all of mine through college, uh -huh. like all of these writings and stuff. It's really it's interesting. Yeah. And then, <laughs> just so, I also throw, didn't know how to use comments. But. <laughs> so I'm going to throw a curveball at y'all. So okay. like if you think of uh, the books that we read in like high school, mm -hmm. school like that, like some of them are like autobiographies and some of them are literally just regular people mm -hmm. who like decided to write a book. Right. Like the alchemist. Mm -hmm. He just decided to write a book. Right. So the thing about like your journals that you have, like it's actually a book. You that's can publish it. That's it. You literally can. You that's can publish it, it and exactly. like you don't even realize that you've been like writing a book about your life. Isn't that so. that's crazy to think? About. I'd encourage y'all. No, nah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I'm trying to figure out a way because, like, I remember you just said you're open book, mm -hmm. and I think that's my next Bro. my next step. Why not? Is to just be open. Yeah. Like my story and whatever I've been through is very, it's very interesting. It's very like it's a part of me. Yeah. But I feel like it can be a part of somebody else. Yep. And I think it'll make me feel better if I just be open about it and just let everything go free. Get it all out. And, and that'll open up more knowledge that needs to come to me. You know, yeah. I feel like if I just open up my mind, let everything be free, I feel like I'll I'll receive a little bit more knowledge and be able to understand other people's stories and other people's um, um, advice. So. Yeah, it's just pretty crazy to think about, but you can only heal what you reveal. Ooh, Ooh. Yeah. I love quotes, yo. Like I, yeah. I'm telling y'all, like I, I love, like I just love quotes, man. Like so, this it's what I do now. Um, like I just I love like all I like I love everything: art, music, entertainment. Like uh, apart from sports, like I just love all things. So if it's a person that I like. I like them or I just like like what they're about, what they do. 
go like listen to their interviews or whatever I listen to. I try to like find something like the way that they think or like right. something that they say. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I can use that. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. I'm just like you said, I'm going to yeah. put that penny in my jar. Exactly. I'm going to take that I mean? right there. <laughs> um, so, like, who were those people for you guys when you were young that, like, all right, like, I was young. Let's see who was cool. Like, obviously, like, Usher. And I said this earlier, like, <laughs> Usher was really cool. Uh, Kobe and Shaq were, like, kind of like, I feel like I grew up with, like, Kobe and Shaq more so than, like, LeBron. Right, right, right. Uh, Usher, just... Like entertainment, like exactly. I like I love like uh, just entertainment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like it has like a really big effect on us. Like whether oh, sure. whether we like know it or not, they always tell you to like not try to be like somebody else. But like everybody, everybody does at some right, point. At some point, we all have like people that all we aspire right. to to be like. Uh, can I change the rules a little bit? Oh, yeah. Someone who inspires me now, yeah, because this is way out there. Mm-hmm. So stick with me, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> RuPaul from RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm. Okay, so that's a little different. Mm. But if you listen to the story that he has to tell mm-hmm. um, from where he started into who you know she is now, I mean, mm-hmm. essentially, um, it's really amazing all the struggles. And he uses his platform to say, your family can come from anywhere. Right. And I yeah. love that. That's and, true. And, you know, I like... I like RuPaul's Drag Race because I'm I'm a pageant girl and it's are you? Page- yes. Oh, you do. Yeah, are. yeah you I do, I do pageants. Yeah, and so it's like watching a pageant every week. Yeah. But no, I mean it's really inspiring to think of how that ha- that culture has changed and that they count on each other to create their own, own family. family. And I just love that. So oh, that's pretty cool. I mean, when I was younger, it was probably like Tyra Banks or something. Who right. right. So <laughs> you competed in what Miss Texas? Mrs. Texas. Mrs. Texas. So, I mean, I've I competed. I've been competing since I was 14. So you know how basketball is a sport to you guys. Mm-hmm. Pageants are my sport. Of course. And I do it even, you know, 20 years later, there's yeah. an age. Um, <laughs> and and I love it. And so I, even as a missus, I compete. Yeah. It's It lets me go out there and... I've been to one. Have you been to a pageant? Yeah. There you go. Um, so what was like your talent? So when I was younger, um, I went through a couple talents. Okay. Dance. Um, I played the clarinet, and I did yeah. spoken word. Did not turn out for my favorite <laughs> no. on any of those. I'm not. I'm not talented in that way. Okay. So, uh, like, you know, was your was your uh, affiliation? Was it Nami? Didn't you have to have a uh, a platform? A platform. Yeah. yeah. So actually, when I was younger, no, I didn't really have anything like that. But okay. I did find out about Nami through a pageant girl. That's that's how I found Nami. I wanted to start sharing my story and being an open mm-hmm. book, like we were talking about. Yeah. And someone said, hey, have you heard of NAMI? And I'm like, no. And I've researched a lot. And I never, you know, it wasn't as visible um, to me anyway. And so found it. I mean, I went there. I was like, this is home. This is where I'm supposed to be. Feel it as soon as you get there. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Dre. What's up? So uh, I believe in, like, speaking things into existence. Mm -hmm. Right? So I'm going to put you on the spot. Like, Yes, sir. What's next with Dre Foster? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a that's a that's a uh that's a very like broad question, but let's no, say no, no. Uh, but no that's 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 a great question. Okay. Uh, but the funny thing is, man, I've I've spent like the past two to three weeks. Okay. Uh ever since that I decided I wasn't gonna play basketball anymore. Okay. Just kind of literally going back and forth about what I wanna do. Yeah. Like go back to school or okay create do philanthropy work create a nonprofit. Okay. like find a way to get back to mental health uh right. go back home do food drives like i okay create a management company like gotcha. it's, it's all yeah. types of like just broad stuff that, you know because it's like you've been an athlete your whole life and yeah. like other than going to practice and yeah. going to school and maybe doing school work you know yeah. i love doing school i did my school work but it's just like that athlete life kind of it pulls you one way or oh, the it other. Overshadows all it overshadows things. it all. But yeah. not that I'm not an athlete anymore. I'm still an athlete, but not a basketball player. Yeah, it's just kind of like, what do I want to do? So I've I've finalized my decision, and I know this next six months. Yeah, uh, I plan to go to school, back to school in the fall. Okay, if everything works out. But okay. these next six months, I literally want to do a lot of giving back. Like do my philanthropy work, yeah. and um, that's going to consist. I'm I'm coming up with an idea of doing an athlete leadership camp. Okay, uh, in the summers, and that's just going to comprise of um, 
of grabbing recruiting some athletes or basketball players, freshmen, sophomores, and juniors, okay. and getting them to a camp uh, that's going to be basketball-based, yeah. but it's also going to be teaching them entrepreneurship, okay. like time and responsibility management, yeah. uh, how to serve, mock interviews, just all the different things outside of the game yeah. that you usually wouldn't get yep. um, unless you have somebody that's going to mentor you. But most, a lot of people don't <clears throat> unless yeah. you're in the right position. So. Yeah. I think right now I'm in a position just leaving college. Um, I have a story to tell, and I was on a a nice, good, big platform, and I feel like I can reach out to a a lot of different athletes, student athletes, or whoever it may be, and I just want to use my platform to give back right now. And I think that's going to help me kind of get over this this transition hump in my life and uh, just give me more peace and give me more more happiness. I think I love giving back, and I love seeing other people succeed and getting to where they want to go. And um, I'm right now. I want to give myself up and and do that and put myself in the best position. So to do that, so. I admire that. Well, yeah. obviously you got Hannah. Mm-hmm. Hannah's gonna put you on that NAMI list. Yes, yeah. please do. Come volunteer please with us. Come I'm tell your story. Go out of there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. can I join the basketball camp? That sounds cool. No. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I'm a little short, but no, I, don't I mean, care. We can, we can I have no skills. <laughs> and you know, I don't run. But, but you, you definitely know. can, though. Like, mm-hmm. it would be great for you to come. And speak to them, right? Hey, you totally. Know? As like, long as you don't make me run, we're good to go. <laughs> I'm like, probably not going. Yeah, man. <laughs> when you stop, it's yeah, like nah, nah, nah. I might get in there. I might get in there. I might, I do a couple of downs. Maybe yeah. <laughs> try to work out yesterday with an utter fail. So really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put this on the table. I haven't what worked out in like two months. No, <laughs> <laughs> really, but it feels good. It yeah. feels good. But yeah. I know when I get back to it, I'm gonna get back to it. But yeah, you like, gotta work out your mind not easy. first. Exactly. <laughs> That's it's not easy to go back working <laughs> out, let me tell you. Yeah. It's like this. I had this weird thing. So me and you were talking before we started about mm-hmm. like how life had these cycles and like stuff keeps happening. Yeah. And like you start to like realize, okay, this is gonna keep happening. Like the only thing that could change is like the way that I react to it mm-hmm. and the way that I handle it. Yeah. Like I was always the type like when I was in college, like uh, like I can't be hurt. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. whatever yeah, you know, it was, yeah. like I can't be hurt. I can't get tired. Like I would like run myself into the ground. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Oh, exactly. Like, it took until I got like professional. Like I had a stress fracture. I was out for like three months. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, bro, like you just like you just have to sit down sometimes, like and not do anything. Yeah. And like what like what happened when I finally did that was like I had so much more energy. Right. Like I was I had so much more energy exactly. after that, but it was like. It took like so much, like so much just fight of like nah, I'm good. Yeah, you know. No, that's, but that's our that's yeah. our nature as athletes is like yeah, I'm good. Just just, get, just put me back in there. Do whatever you have to do. Get me back in there. But yeah, as you get older and mature, you kind of start to realize that okay, number one, the ball's not gonna bounce forever. You have yes. a life out after the game. Yeah, and then number two, your body is your temple. Yeah, like no matter how much you love the game, you you have to love your body and what God gave you more. Yeah. And that's what I started to take realize too, because I was doing the same thing you were, just like pounding myself into the ground. Like uh-huh. even from high school, going to playing the high school season all the way through, yeah. then going straight into AAU, then yep. playing just every day, all day. But you're not really realizing what you're doing to your body. And yeah. I think that's kind of kind of what uh, added to the stress on my knees is just okay. continuing to play all the time. Yeah. And that's one of my next things too is just to teach that okay. to to other athletes and even the coaches and trainers like. Yeah. The amount of work you do, yeah. like your body's not a machine. It's not <laughs> like, supposed to. Like, it's, it's not, not supposed, supposed to, work to handle like that, that stuff. Handle yeah. that amount of work. So yeah. it's all about uh, periodization and all that. So, okay. uh, but as I say, man, it's it's a hard it's a hard uh, pill to swallow to know yeah. that, like you're you can't get hurt. Yeah. Like you, you're not just a machine, and uh, you just have to be very very cautious of that. But life has its has its. Um, it's different roles and different cycles, but yeah. just got to be able to whatever's thrown at you, just be able to um, to understand it. Yeah. Number one, understand your feelings, and then make a great decision after that. I mean, you really have to sit yourself down and and um, and think about what's the the best move uh, to move forward. So. And you've been a little quiet over there. I don't want to just. just <laughs> I don't want to just leave you over there. <laughs> no. For um, sure. Yeah, man. That's uh. That's all, that's all good stuff, man. Mm-hmm. I, really, I really just appreciate y'all coming. Um, that's great. So, I never read books in high school. Never. And 
for some reason, like my mom had like a book is about uh, Sidney Poitier, mm-hmm. the actor. You know who that is? Mm-mm. He's like one of the like first black actors. It's called Measure of a Man. It was just sitting around my house. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, like I just decided to read it. <laughs> like I just, whatever it was, like I decided to read it. Yeah. And then like I just like fell in love with like reading. Mm-hmm. Fell in love with like books, just nonfiction yeah. and fiction. Cause it's like, it took my mind to another place. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That movies wouldn't do, that like right. music wouldn't do. It just took my mind to another place. Mm-hmm. I could be anywhere in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like through this book. Exactly. Um, one of my favorite books was, uh, like, obviously, like, a lot of people say, like, The Alchemist. Mm-hmm. And Alchemist is, like, a really good book. But what about you guys? You guys you guys read? It could be it could be a movie. It could be a song. It could be, like, anything, like, art, art-wise. art Like, I love, like, art, art is visual. Mm-hmm. It's, audi- it's audible. Like, there's a lot of different forms of art. Mm-hmm. Like, what are those things for y'all? It could be art, music, books, like... That just they take you to another place, or they take you back to a place. Yeah, I, you know, I'm actually a, a really big read. I read a lot, but I don't okay. read anything of substance. So okay, I wouldn't say you don't much, know that. Trust <laughs> me, I know. Okay. That. <laughs> um, because yeah. I read to completely escape, and um, yeah. and that's you know that's my thing. Um, but you know, songs can, I'm not a huge music person, but mm-hmm. when I do listen to songs that they yeah. have to mean something. So things like rise up for me are really important. Um, there is an, uh, an artist right now that she has uh, a song and I can't remember the name of course, because that would be too easy. You know the words? You don't want me to sing. No. Yeah. Um, but no, I, but you know, those types of things really resonate with me. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to be a singer, though. Not very good. Really? So. Gotta okay. believe. Gotta believe. You gotta believe. I you swear. I'm good at other things. First part. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. just gotta believe, I try to believe, man. You'd be surprised, like, of the people that actually, like, have become successful. Like, they were, like, no different from any of us. Right. They just believed. Like, exactly. right. They really just believed. Yeah. Like, they're just like, I'm just gonna do it. Like, right. right. I, you know, I, I, look, I listen to a lot of... Yeah. stories about pageant curls and you know and pageant queens and okay. people who have made it in that mm-hmm. world because yeah. that is you know when you think about it you've got that's one, difficult it, that's, it is difficult that's hard. one no, winner yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know and that's that's it and so for me i spent a lot of time reading their stories and learning about them and yeah. and how they have and listen to podcasts about pageants and things okay. like that because that's kind of where my interests lie mm-hmm. right now mm. and it is i mean it's inspiring to hear how a lot of girls started with nothing and how mm. You know how they got to where they are, and oftentimes that's you know that's why you get into pageantry because yeah. it is you know it seems really like dreamlike when you're looking at it, really? Beautiful gowns all right. and yeah. all these things, and and then you start getting into it, and there's so much hard work that yeah. is put behind it. Exactly, and I was shocked. Yeah, I was really. Like, I know you've been the one, huh? So you seen kind of impressed. Yeah, it's it's like a competition, no, no, just like really like is. basketball. But you have there's so much preparation, mm-hmm. and yeah. then there's one game, you get one yeah, chance. Exactly, to, that mental focus has to be yeah. unbelievable. So the mental yeah. game is really important. Yeah. Um, you know, being able to express yourself in five minutes of an interview, maybe. Right. At the wow. Sometimes there are three minute interviews, yeah. and then showing who you are and your personality on stage is. I mean, it is in for all for lack of better terms, it is a sport in its right. own way. Right. Yeah. right. So, awesome. so oftentimes I read inspirational stories about about other women, yeah. who, you know, inspire me to be better and to try something new and different. So, okay. That's all it. Man. Uh, <laughs> I never, I never, I never read either. Like, okay. like, I never could stay focused on reading. Cause like I'll read and then I'll read the same line twice, twice yeah. on accident. So it, was one, it was one of those things to me. So, yeah. but as I got older, I like to read like nonfiction. Okay. Uh, just like biographies and just like about people. Like I like learning about all types of stuff, like planes. Yeah. I just think like there's a lot of stuff that's interesting to me that I probably would never even do, yeah. but it's just stuff I want to know about. So I'm more of just like gaining information. Yeah. But one thing I can say that, um, that I like and that's art <laughs> is what I called it. What I called about you, man. Like, what? like old school music. Like, oh yeah, bro. R and B like back in the day, even like nineteen side playlists of the nineteen seventies. Oh, yeah. Like Quiet Storm playlists, like Smokey Robinson, all that. Like it's Mark. real <laughs> No for real. Yeah. It's real. I, I just believe that nowadays songs are like two minutes long. Yeah. Two minutes, three minutes tops. Yeah. 
But I back then, they used to be like six minutes. Bro, they used to jam. Yeah. Jam. <laughs> That's to, a different life back and then. And they would go yeah. in. And yeah. I remember, like, I would be in the gym working out, and somebody would come in, or I'll be shooting in the gym, and I'll be playing like I need a baker or something. Yeah. And people would be like, hey, hey you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what you doing? But it's calming. <laughs> calming. And then my mom used to listen to that all yeah. the time. When she wake us up on Sunday, to Saturday to clean up. And yeah. You just, you just have that with you. And I think. That kind of just takes me back to the good times that I had as a child. Yeah. And it's just something that's on to me now. And anytime that I want to make myself feel good or calm myself down, especially like with anxiety, yeah, nobody yeah. knows. Like before games, I used to have like major anxiety, like where okay. I would even like either sweat okay. or shake yeah. or just like I, know what you mean. I wouldn't feel good until I make my first dunk or you my gotta first. You got to get something. You got to get something going. See yeah. something going, but nobody would ever even know that. But. I think like in pre-games, listening to Anita Baker and all that, the, the slower music yep. will kind of just slow things down Settle for me. So that, that was kind of the thing in the art. And I still, to this day, listen to that type of music. And yeah. it, makes, it puts me in a good place. So. Baker, that boy. Hey, boy, you yeah, know something. Man. Hey, <laughs> hey, you know a little something, right man. On, right on. I like, uh, see, I like Curtis Mayfield. Mm -hmm. Grandpa put me on him. I actually like Marvin Gaye and yeah, all those dudes. Luther like, Vandross, bro. all those guys. Even bro. like the Commodores yeah, and Earth, Wind, Earth and Fire, Wind and Fire, the Isley Brothers. I'm a completely um, different ball. I'm yeah. like, we'd listen to a lot of Bob Dylan, Tom yeah. Petty. And okay. Tom, yeah. Oh, I'm all uh -huh. genres. Yeah. Tom right. Petty, uh, yeah, Free Fall. Yeah. I know I mean, Tom Petty. We had, we my dad would play that all the time. And <laughs> yeah. I loved, I even took a Bob Dylan, Dylan literature class in college. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, all, all genres. Oh, that's like, I love Jimmy. Yeah. I love Jimi Hendrix. Like, That's what I'm saying. All genres, man. Did you I, watch the Queen movie? Did y'all see the Queen movie? I didn't movie? get to see mm -hmm. it. It was dope. I didn't get to it see it. It was dope, man. I love all genres, y'all. All right. Um, and, like, the thing in hip-hop, like, they use other genres, like, to sample. Exactly. And then you hear it, and then you finally hear the real song. Yeah. Like, man, that was okay. that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hey, man. Mm -hmm. um, man, we covered a lot. We we crossed a lot. Um what do you guys have to say? Like, I've been asking all of the questions. If there was, like, anything that y'all kind of wanted to, like, speak out into the world, like, that's on your chest today, like, feel free. Either one of you. Well, you know, I got to say, because, you know, I was not expecting this. And yeah. so it's really cool because okay. you're in one focus and then you're, you're switched over. But, mm -hmm. you know, I really think that stories are powerful and being mm -hmm. able to share a story and hear a story yeah. is so amazing. I mean, just listening to you two guys, I mean, I don't know anything about basketball. Yeah. Um, he came in and I'm like, you're tall. And right. that's like, that's about it. And I'm like, yeah, bounce ball. Right. Um, so it's amazing to hear all of the things that go into being a professional player yeah, and like yeah. what that looks like and just hearing your, your background and thinking about how different it is from mine, but also how there's similarities. And mm -hmm. so I feel the power of, storytelling right. and i think that's really important so i like that a lot yeah that's nice so okay dude and i and i had this happen a lot dre like fans will come up to you like after the game and they're like i love you I know. i'm like you don't know me right I'm like, <laughs> yeah, exactly I'm like, you, like you really don't know me At like you, you know like what i do on this court but mm -hmm. like you just you really don't know me at all and i i, I had a hard time with that once uh once i was injured Okay. Because I remember January 16, 2019. So, the date. I remember the dates, man. It's I got hurt against Houston. Was it at Houston? No, it was, a, it was here at, okay. at SMU. Okay. And I had only played – I missed the first eight games of my senior year at mm -hmm. SMU. Okay. And then I played, like, the next ten. Okay. And then uh, I missed the remainder. But okay. during that time, I got hurt um, against Houston. Yeah. Went down in the basket going for a rebound. Another knee injury. So I'm on the bike. <laughs> I'm on the bike, and my mom is right there. So I just whisper in her ear. I'm like, Mom. I literally started tearing up. I'm like, Mom, I I think that was my. I think this is my last time wearing an SMU jersey. And I, mm. You know? Right there. Right there. Because I didn't know. That was my second. The bike second, that's right beside the bench. Right beside the bench. She walked up to me. I was like, Mom, I think that might have been my last my last game in SMU jersey. Because I just didn't know what was, my knee instantly swelled up. Mm. And... So I was riding the bike. My mom walked off, and somebody yells in the stand, and it's like, Dre, get back in there, man. They need you. Get back in there. Get back in there. Like, just tell me, get back in there, and yeah. you have no idea what's going on with me. So, like, just on the side of them saying, like, I love you. You yeah. get that, but at the same time, you realize that 
people are just just talking, you know, like they they probably mean well, but they have no idea idea. what what's really going on in your mind. But you don't know me. You don't know what I'm going through. It's 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 all love. I'm glad you're here supporting. But please just like respect respect what I have going on and and uh, fans are crazy. It's it's unbelievable. So much pressure. It sounds like pressure. I can't imagine. I mean, pressure makes diamonds. Exactly. So it's like you you learn to deal with it. But I mean, sometimes you just like. Get out my Please. face. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like. <laughs> shout out to your mom, man. Yeah. Like, shout out to, like, I, I really got to take this this moment to uh, give a shout out to my mom. Right. So, uh, I always been like a mama's boy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But, like, recently, just, like, the last couple years of my life, like, me and my mom kind of been having some disagreements, mm-hmm. you know, that, I don't know, maybe, I made, I made some wrong decisions or, like, I just, like, revealed kind of like too much about our family mm-hmm. you know um and it really like hurt my mom and it hurt our relationship and like i, w- I wouldn't have done anything that right. i've done now like without my mom exactly. you know what i mean and, and I, maybe i like forget to say that like forget to just like give her all the like praise and mm-hmm. love like i like i can't imagine like i like i lost my dad like i can't imagine like not having my mom like my the mom like in my situation, like the moms are like the glue right. of the family. Yep. Like she she takes care of like everyone. Somehow, She'll drop anything way. like at a, on a dime yep. and like just be there. Like I don't know how. It's, you know it's a I mean? different type of love. It's, it's a different type of love. Like yeah. unconditional. Right. I have a unique perspective on it because I am a mom. Okay. And I have my own mm-hmm. mom. And wow. um, so you know, it is. I mean, when you are a mom. Yeah. I mean, you've never been in love like that before. Right. Okay. I mean, honestly, and it they you know your child is your whole world, and yeah. um, doesn't matter. Like this morning, oh, this morning was awful, but <laughs> I can't, I'm excited to go pick her up from school and yeah. hug her again. And you do, I mean, you love them unconditionally. You, yeah. you do drop everything for them. That's yeah. your entire world. That's why you do it. Yeah. And then being the daughter, also with my mom, and we have also had disagreements. Okay. My mom and I. Um, yeah, I mean that's hard. That's a hard balance of both of those relationships, and and yeah. to just know that my mom loves me through those moments, mm-hmm. and it's because she loves me through those moments mm-hmm. that I can love my own child through those moments. Right. So that's because true. she never never gives up on me, which mm-hmm. I'm like, you probably should have. No, <laughs> no. she won't. No, she won't. <laughs> and yeah. I just cannot imagine ever giving up on my on my girl. Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Trey, I I know your mom, man. Like. How how did it like take a toll on her, your, your injury and all of that stuff? Man, it surprised me how strong she was for me. Okay, because I wasn't at my 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 strongest. Yeah, and somehow she was. Uh, we're born on the same day, December tenth. Wow, and we share a birthday every year, so it's just wow. kind of like we have that that unbelievable bond. And okay. I remember last year where I wasn't. I didn't know anybody else to call but my mom. Like, I called my mom probably, like, twice a day. Okay. Like, for a span of, like, a month. Okay. It was just because she she always, even though it was, sometimes it wasn't the right answer, mm-hmm. it was an answer that I believed because she was my mom. It's the, the amount of love she showed me yeah. through her words. Ain't going to tell you what she's done. <laughs> Dude, my mom came up to every game. She would get off work at 3 o'clock. Yeah. Game usually starts at 7. Drive. Day. From Houston. Drive from Houston. <sighs> Make the game, be there in the stands as a tip off. Wow. After the game, it's 10 o'clock or so, get right back in the car, go back to Houston, get up for work the next morning. Mm. I what? thought about that. I thought what? about And I was just like, man. Man. How? How? Yeah. How is she able to get up, do that, yeah. get to work, support me, go back to work, drive all the way back in the dark? No, she's tired. Yeah. So that, that gave me. That gave me strength yep. to know that I, I can get up out the bed the next day, even when it was on my hardest days where I didn't want to get up. Yeah. It was sunlight coming through the window, but I didn't feel it. Yeah. But knowing that she was going to come up there and she was driving back and forth, doing whatever it took to give me yep. the strength I need, that just pushed me even more. So, like, that, yeah. that love that, that she showed me and, yeah. and and that care, man, I think that's what propelled me to move forward. And yeah. um, that's what I cherish the most with, with, our, with our relationship. Yeah. There's so much that goes into just like being there, like right. just physically, just having yeah. somebody that's there. Like exactly. Can I, can oh, I interrupt? Oh no, please interrupt. Because we're please. talking about moms, and I just, uh, you know, 
when y'all were talking about your moms doing those things for you, my mom does tons for me, but I'll tell you, it was my stepdad who for me was really yeah. mm -hmm. instrumental in letting me understand what unconditional love meant. I mean, he did not have to love me yeah. and he right. loved me unconditionally and mm -hmm. he loved my daughter Mia unconditionally. Yeah. Um, unfortunately he passed um, in 2016, but mm. the same thing where mm -hmm. he, uh, I mean, he drove, he would drive a couple hours to come and see me. I mean, we had, mm -hmm. you know, and, or to help me take Mia to school on her very first day of school when she was two yeah. And, you know, and, and sat with me in the car while I cried, mm. <laughs> you know, right. all of those things. I mean, a man who had no obligation to me yeah. or my family mm -hmm. and probably I'm most like him out of anyone, really? you know, like, so, yeah. Yeah, um, something dad. really special about dads and moms and, and I have, you know, a biological dad as well, who's great as well, but yeah. you have those connections exactly. with certain people, yeah. but, um, parents, yeah, shout out. Shout out, hey, shout out, parents. Shout out to you, <laughs> Garvin Tolbert, man, my uncle. I gotta gotta definitely give you a shout out. You talk about uh, stepfathers. He you know, he took in like his daughter, and uh, like the same way you say, like she's just like him. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I was young, like my mom would let me get away with murder. Mm -hmm. My dad was like disciplined. Exactly. He was so disciplined that I was like, I was a, I don't want to say I was afraid of him, but like. I couldn't talk to him the way I could talk to my mm -hmm. mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And, like, my uncle, which I guess I'll, like, probably have similar, like, we'll probably have similar issues with our sons, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, it'll come to a point to where, like, y'all just heat it. Yeah. Especially yeah. if they're doing sports, exactly. you know what I mean? That's and they're just not them. giving it they all. But right. if you got that brother there, uh -huh. it's like, you know, he probably think he's cooler. Mm -hmm. Because it's just not, it's not your dad. Exactly. Like, <laughs> so, like, man, my uncle was that for me, man. He would pick me up, like take me to practice, man. Yeah. Like, just give me the confidence to do, like, so many things. Right, and right, just, right. like, and he never, like, he, it was always, like, encouragement. Mm -hmm. Never, like, nah, he can't do that. Mm -hmm. They would trick us and say, like, you can't do it just to, to make you motivate do it. You, but, right. like, for sure, like, they, they just, he just gave me, like, so much confidence, mm -hmm. man. And, then, like, his daughter uh, runs track at uh, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. His son is about to go to, he took a visit to Memphis for track. Um, man, like, he's just. Like a big, like influential, like part of my life. Oh man, that's, that's those things matter, man. Those people matter, and that's that's why we got to be got to be those people too to other people. So yeah. it's feel good, man. Yeah. I, I love I love this. All right, I, I love this, man. I could do this all day. I hear that. Um, last thing, I'll let you go first. Okay, you can speak to Hannah at uh, sixteen. Mm. Knowing what you know now, you're a mother. Mm -hmm. You know, you've, you've done and accomplished so many things. Knowing what you know now, what would you say to your younger self? Um, well, first, don't do that to your hair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> don't cut your hair off on a band trip. That's number one rule. Oh, no. uh, but secondly, uh, I think it's, uh, you know, it's going to get better. Yeah. You will find love for yourself, you will not always hate yourself and you won't yeah. hate the way that you look and, and you will find someone who replaces your negative words about yourself with yeah. words like strong and brave and helps you through those really dark times. Mm -hmm. um, there's hope. And yeah. I think that at that age I needed to hear there's hope yeah. and, uh, and you're worthy. Right. Yeah. Mm. Go on. My 16 year old self needed a lot. Too. Same with me. I mean, it's uh, what I would say to myself at 16 is live in the moment. Okay. Because uh, I feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself looking back. Okay. To be either this athlete, mm -hmm. this person, I have to reach the standard. Yeah. I would look so much further down the line than what I really needed to. Okay. You know, it's always good to plan. Yeah. But it's not always good to put a step before the like way before than what you're ready for. You can't spend tomorrow. Tomorrow you can't spend today thinking about tomorrow. Exactly. That's yeah. see my guy, my quote right here. <laughs> hey, oh God, man! But I feel like I need like a quote dictionary right, exactly. in order to like. Yeah, I got a lot. Of, like, I just I write know. it down. Watch this, and I'm gonna rewrite yeah. it all down. I but. know. <laughs> Anything I hear that's clever, I write it down. No, I just, fair. I mean, next time I hang out with you, you're gonna think I'm gonna leave that I got a quote. Yeah. All right. No, we're gonna we're gonna do a Nami event. For sure, no, fact, yeah, of, of quotes. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, just like just an event, man. Yeah, that'd be like, cool. Yeah, oh, we gotta set that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be, be real cool. cool. Um, oh, man. 
That's it, man. Like, what, what would y'all have, like, a question for me, you know? You know, coming in here, I think my biggest question to you, I mean, I haven't seen you. I just want to know, how are you? And I think that's such an um, important question to ask people. Like, how are yeah. you really? Well, I, I got released, and, like, I wasn't really, like, the happiest about that. But, um, I mean, like I say, like, I believe in God. And, like, right when it happened, like, he showed me his presence. Um, so I, I kind of was, like, content with the situation. So I just I just told myself, like, just continue, like, doing what you're doing. Like, this podcast is something, like, that I've always wanted to do. Um, every Everything that I, like, wanted, I've always wanted to do outside of basketball, like, now I'm able to do. So just, like, continue. Like, continue in my pursuits. Like, don't give up. Like, I'm going to fail some things, but, mm-hmm. like, the the failure is a lesson. Like you don't lose, you like learn. Right. Like I look at everything like that. Like you don't lose, like you learn. Exactly. And uh, like I always gain more. So like the reason this show is called like catch you on the rebound. Like you know, like rebounding was like mm-hmm. what I did, bro. Right. Like, I, I was never the best on the team, bro. <laughs> but I was the best at rebounding. Exactly. Yeah. So like I can say that in firsthand. With my life, like I sh- I shoot as many shots as I want every day. Mm-hmm. The ones I miss is like all right. Boom. I got another rebound. Exactly. I'm gonna keep doing, and I just keep getting rebounds in life. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's how you use like sports, right? Take you to transition you to to the next thing in your life, whatever that drive was that you had. Like even when you were competing, like whatever like really like inspired you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you you can use that forever. That's I'm it. still competing. Yeah. That's I, why are you still yeah, compete. I still compete. Okay. I mean that's I mean it is my I will compete until they told me to get off the stage because mm-hmm. really? it is for me. Something that I really enjoy doing, and if I'm if I can still do it, yeah, well, oh, sorry. Wow. Catching the rebound reminds me, like when I was a kid. Yeah. I don't know if y'all are old enough for this, but when you would twist off the Coke bottle, the tops of a Coke bottle, okay, on the other side, you were trying to win a free Coke. Yeah, on the other it. side, it would say, "Please try again." Yeah. that would be the name of the book that I write. <laughs> really, I always thought that since I was a kid. That's I'm a like, if I ever write, that's catch. Uh-huh. Please try again. Kind the of other side of the cow, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trade, trademarked it. <laughs> <laughs> It's out there. Now. <laughs> it's out there. It's on my Instagram. Don't take yeah. it. Yeah, that's uh, that's cool. Like, I, I like when is uh, like the season or whatever. Like, so it, I mean, for misses, I mean, there are various times. But my next okay. pageant's in January, which is why I tried to work out yesterday. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, my next pageant's in January. So is it excited. here in? It's in Dallas. Yeah. Okay. So I'm competing as Mrs. Dallas for the oh, title of Miss um, Texas. Yeah, Mrs. Texas, uh, okay. United States of America is Mrs. Texas. So okay. I'm excited. That's what's up. I have to come check that out. Exactly. Didn't mean to cut you off. Right. <laughs> that's all. That's right. Got a question for me, Big Don? Yeah, but now I want to say <laughs> about uh, catch catch you on the rebound, man. Yeah. In game situation. Yeah. This guy is post up, takes two dribbles, does a jump hook. It comes off the back nine. And then he catches it with one hand. And jams it right back without the ball. It was it was the most unbelievable rebound put back I've ever seen in my life. It was an accident. See, you see the video? It's an accident. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> I'm tired. It's an accident. Man, it was yeah. the most unbelievable thing I've seen. But yeah. that's that's tells you what type of player he was. But I totally have to watch that. Yeah. I mean, I'll pretend I know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. But, but it, I'll be I'll be like, wow. That's exactly. But yeah, yeah, but you'll watch it. You'll see it. You'll 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 know. But that's really cool, though. I had a question for you, man. So, uh, what what do you want to be remembered as, and who do you who do you want to be remembered as? Um, let's see. Shameless, mm-hmm. shameless, mm-hmm. uh, shameless, bro. Like it's like I like I used to just like like one like when I was young, like I couldn't really like speak, right? Just like public speaking, just terrified me, mm-hmm. bro. Uh, I was at Texas Tech and I took a speech class. Mm-hmm. And, like, the professor just, like, he just had confidence in me. Right. So, like, I just started, like, like every day he would have a bag. Right. And you reach into the bag and you have to talk about, like, whatever it is. And I was just like, all right, I'm, when he asked me, I'm going to be the first one to do it every exactly. single time, bro. Yeah. And, uh, like, starting to, like, that, to learn how to swim, bro, like, mm-hmm. just, like, being, like, shameless. That's it. Like, when I go out and, like, try something, like, whatever it is, like, I know that if I try and I give my all, like, I I don't have anything to be like upset about. Like I just want to be like shame. That's right. I yeah. like that. I like, like I like a lot of a lot of times. Like even as a teammate, bro. Like I felt like I could have been a better teammate, mm-hmm. and like part of that was just like not wanting y'all to feel like 
I was like hurting. Exactly. Like, something like that, bro. All right. And uh it took me like time and life to like realize that to just like, bro, like it's okay. Like it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, but we, like right on. Shameless. No, that's what's up. I like that. I like that a lot, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's yeah. amazing that you two athletes are just so open. This is gonna help so many people. So Man, I didn't even know what this would turn out to. I remember he picked me up. For my official visit <laughs> from that day, man, I, don't, yeah. I didn't know what it was going to turn into, but yeah. he was like, this is a good spot for you at SMU, yeah. and uh, he hosted me on my visit, man. and ever since that point on, uh, we had a relationship and just kept moving forward, but who would have know, uh, known, thought that it would get to this point, you yeah. know, sitting down in front of each other with you, and just actually being open about things that we never even thought was going on with each other, so... Yeah. Uh, it's it's really good for me to hear from him and even with you just just hearing different stories like you talked about earlier and it puts me in a better position to know that uh, everybody's story is different yeah. but we all can come together as one uh, with under one topic and and uh, continue to bring awareness to what's going on and uh, just just kind of get the word about out there you know y'all got any shout outs. <sighs> Shout out. Shout, Shout out, out to Mia, my daughter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to me. And Nami, North Texas. <laughs> yeah. I always say, man, shout out to everybody that's praying for me and, yep. and that's supporting me, man. That's it's time. I'm continue to just, just pass it on down. So hottest rapper out the age. Hottest rapper out the age, man. Ever. Ever? Ever. Probably I'll say probably Pimp C or God. Uh, yeah, no, nah, for sure. It's all it's all respect. UGK, all of them out there, man. <laughs> got it. Got yeah. it. Hey, man. Thank y'all so much, man. This was like an incredible episode. Uh, shout out to my sister, just being a single mom, mm -hmm. like dealing with Chloe every day. Like, she's doing an amazing job. I'm an uncle, and it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but uh, like, somehow she does it, man. And she's like my second mom. So right on. Shout out to her, but man. That's what's up, man. That's it, man. I feel like so, I miss my husband in there, but. <laughs> Oops. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's a wrap, y'all. Let's right play on. this. We out. Yeah. That was fun. Thanks That's for having me. That's what's up now. Appreciate you having me, bro. Of course, man.